Welcome back to Tennis Picks and Bets. I'm John. You can find me on Twitter at JRTweetsTennis. It is quarterfinal Tuesday as we continue to get closer and closer to crowning the French Open champions of 2021. Before we get to the bets, though, as always, please make sure to like this video, comment with your favorite selection for uh, Tuesday's quarterfinal action below, and then, of course, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network YouTube channel and head over to your favorite podcast app and then rate, review, and subscribe to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets, The Mix, there as well. We'll start on the women's side with Elena Rybakina. This is a match. We're going to play the money line against Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova at minus 140. This is probably one of my favorite bets of the French Open so far, if I'm being honest. I have this closer to minus 200. I know that seems crazy, but for me, that's that's a big, big mistake from the book. So I'm looking to take advantage tomorrow. Rybakina simply is just better in just about every facet of the game than Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. These two are both more comfortable on hard courts, but if we take and, and look at who's more comfortable on clay. That is easily Elena Rybakina, at least in my books. She's not going to be out-hit by Pavlyuchenkova. She's not scared to play with power. She's far more controlled. We talked about this in the Serena match, why she had a great chance to upset Serena, because she'd be able to hit with Serena, and then she would also be able to use a more controlled aggression than Serena's previous opponent in Danielle Collins. And it worked out well. In fact, in press, she mentioned that she was specifically targeting the Serena backhand because playing with an open stance, I mean, she got into she got into some, you know, got into the weeds there, but playing with an open stance, it really does hurt if she can, you know, hammer her powerful forehands at Serena's backhand and she executed her uh, game plan perfectly. That also encourages me because I think that you're going to see, you know, this team of her and her coaches does have a game plan on how to attack each player that she goes up against. Pavlyuchenkova is going to rip. She's going to try and hit hard. That's what she does. That is her game plan. And it's why she prefers the hard courts. The longer the points go, the worse it is for her. Uh, Rybakina is not afraid to play longer points. She's not afla- afraid to play with variety. She can drop shot. Uh, and of course, she's one of the best servers on tour. Uh, at least in 2020, she had one of the top five uh, first point first serve points one percentages out there. So you've got a huge server going up against someone who's not a keen returner, who's not a great mover on the clay. I can't see her dropping serve too often. And I really do think that she's the far better returner. She's more patient, has more variety, and has far more control to her power. Again, this is a mistake for me. Uh, Regardless of the result, I do believe that this is one of the worst prices of the tournament, both from the books and the market hasn't really punished it uh, quite enough just yet. I'll move over to the men's side now. And I want to start with Stefano Tsitsipas against Danil Medvedev. This is a big match. Not one we a lot of people expected, considering Medvedev's history here at Roland Garros not being the best. But we do get the, the number two ranked player in the world versus the number five ranked player in the world in the quarterfinal. And you know what? It's it's probably going to be a better match than most anticipated. I really like Stefano Tsitsipas here. But the bet is actually going to be for the, the score in the first set to be tied 2-2 after four games at minus 120. Before I get into why I went with this bet in particular, I want to make sure everyone uh, can f- actually find it. At Bet365, which is probably one of the more accessible books in the world, you're going to go to the match. You can search one of their names in the search function. You go to the match and there's a few tabs you hit. You click on set and scroll down and you'll see an option for score after four games in the first set. You're going to click 2-2 and that price is minus 120. So that's how you find the bet. I know like you know what you don't want to be cruising through um and trying to search for it. So I wanted to get that out of the way before I get to the handicap. Now, as for the handicap itself, as I mentioned, I do like Setsi Pass in this match. I I gushed over Daniel Medvedev's performances in his last match when we actually backed him against Ganin, but I don't think that this is 
uh, an opponent that's comparable to anyone he's played yet. Garin has not looked good. I mentioned I don't I don't think he's 100% uh, back yet. He has not looked as, as strong in clay as I would have anticipated. Um, and the other opponents that Daniel Medvedev played are not, you know, nearly the, the level of Stefano Tsitsipas. You can't really use them as a measuring stick. Tsitsipas this season has been the best clay quarter in the world. Uh, you could venture to say even better than Rafa this season anyway. Um, he has been in great form. The slower surfaces allow his poor return game to actually, it gives him more time to, to get into points and rallies on quicker surfaces. He really struggles uh, to break serve because he's not the greatest returner. But when you get him on clay, when his, his powerful game and when he can when he has more time on a slower surface to get into points, he really thrives. He's got one of the most beautiful clay court games you're going to find in the world. And as a result, I think that he does end up taking this over Daniel Medvedev. But because of Medvedev's ability to serve, and he's finally found patience on clay courts, I'm going to stay away from the minus games here. I think, you know, at minus 200 on the money line and, and you're uh, in the minus four to minus five range on the spread, I do think that that could be a little risky. Daniel Medvedev has the ability to redline and serve really well for a set and take a set. So I'm going to stay away from the spread, I'm, but I do like the 2-2 here. Both these guys have big serves. Both these guys are holding at very high rates this week. And I do think that they're going to take some time to work in to this match, especially on return, get a feel for serving patterns from each other. And I do think that, again, Daniil Medvedev, not the greatest returner. Stefano Tsitsipas, better on clay, but still not the greatest returner in the world. So yes, I'm going to go ahead and take the 2-2 after four games at minus 120 here. The final bet is for Alejandro Davidovic Fokina to win a set against uh, Alexander Zverev. That's plus 109. Um, most books can, will list it as plus two and a half sets uh, in case you're you're looking for how, you know, where to find it on your books. Uh, this one is one, uh, initially I wanted, I, I do believe Sasha Zverev wins this match. I really do. Um, but this number is out to plus money now. And I just don't think that with, with Davidovich Fokina's talent and his ability to redline, that's to say play peak tennis for extended periods, that this should be in plus money territory. I do think that Davidovich Fokina has a wicked forehand, an incredible backhand. He loves to drop shot. So I do think we see, you know, if he can if he can get to that peak level, we could really see him run three to four games consecutively off and put him right on the precipice of cashing a nice plus money ticket. We only need one set here. Um, uh, but again, I don't think that he wins the match outright. I think, you know, all this tennis is going to catch up to him. So I'm looking for him to win that first or second set when he still has the energy. And I remember Sasha Zverev is also someone who can really, really drop his level. At times in matches, he gets so passive and for no reason. When he plays aggressive tennis, he is almost unbeatable. But there are times where he starts to turn into more of a pushing defensive player for no reason and drops sets he doesn't need to. He was trailing Lazlo Jede 5-2, and then Jede was serving at 5-4-40 love, three set points. He actually lost the set. Uh, sorry, Zverev actually won the set, came back and won it. But he was right on the brink of losing to uh, a set to a player like Lazlo Jede. So he does find periods where he drops his level. And if we can get a redlining David Ochoa with a more passive Alexander Zverev, this has more than a good chance uh, to cash. So when you're getting it at plus 109, anything in plus money here, I do believe that that's a little too far out. I'm going to look to take advantage. I'm glad the quarterfinals are here, guys. We'll be back again tomorrow to go over the remainder of the quarterfinals on Wednesday as we get closer and closer once again to crowning the Roland Garros champions.